Welcome to Talos Takes, the security podcast for everyone from the C-suite to the front lines. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another year review episode of Talos Takes. I am joined by Dave Liebenberg from the Threat Intelligence and Interdiction team, and we're going to be talking about uh, Chinese state-sponsored actors today. Thanks for coming on, Dave. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. So the reason why I wanted to specifically talk about this is because China and state-sponsored actors who we believe are, you know, are located there or affiliated with the state there, th- that's like a whole specific section in the year review report if folks haven't gotten a chance to check it out by the time you're listening to this. To kind of kick things off, I just wanted to leave this kind of open-ended for you. You know, if you were kind of to give elevator pitch of what specifically we go over in the year in review report, what's kind of in this particular section, what stood out to you about China this year? Two big things stood out for me this year. One is just how much geopolitical tensions between China and its neighbors, as well as with the West, in addition to some uh, complicated domestic situations there, like the economy, COVID, increased concentration of power, and the PRC's leader, Xi Jinping, just how all these factors have played out in the cyber landscape and influenced APT activity and intent. The second thing is just the increased skill and capabilities of these actors. For instance, the expertise and fluidity they show in evasive techniques, their ability to just come back and find another way in onto the target if they get stopped, establish multiple consistent means of access. It betrays a comfort level, knowledge, resilience, determination to infiltrate any target of interest. And they can just be very quiet now, using lulbins, being patient, staying on the target for a really unimaginably long time. It's just very, very different from when I started tracking this stuff nearly 10 years ago. Yeah, so like you mentioned, obviously geopolitical events and tensions in general between the U.S. and China have been a huge talking point this year. And I certainly would personally not classify them as particularly strong <laughs> as we uh, speak today. So that being said, though, it's not like, you know, these types of attacks from or espionage from Chinese state sponsored actors is anything new necessarily either. Like, I feel like that's just kind of been a thing we've been talking about for years now. So do you kind of feel like that these attacks and these threats are hitting a critical mass now? Or do you did it really get appreciably worse in 2023? Or is it more just like the TTPs got shifted around and the volume is still the same? To me, it got appreciably worse in 2023, or at least there was a kind of intensification. Uh, What concerns me most of all uh, that we talk about in the report is the targeting of telcos, of telecommunication organizations, which of course can be used to facilitate espionage for any number of integral targets that use the telco services. But it's also where these telcos are located, like Guam, for instance, which would be key in any conflict involving Taiwan. Things like that that really heighten the concern. Could they be developing a foothold that could be leveraged in the lead up to a conflict or in a conflict itself? These are questions I've been asking. Uh, I will say I haven't seen a year quite like this in, in my long experience of tracking this threat. So we certainly call out that intensification in the report. Also specifically wanted to ask you about Volt Typhoon. That's specifically an actor that we discussed in the report. This kind of came to light a few months ago when there was reporting from like pretty much every major news outlet that they were targeting U.S. military bases and critical infrastructure. And basically they were just kind of lying in wait 
to see if and when they want to destroy it. As you mentioned in the first question I asked you, like they're just kind of, these actors are sitting in silence for a long time now. So what can you kind of tell me about Volt Typhoon? Uh, that's just like a, you know, that's kind of a mouthful to say, honestly. It's just a new group, relatively speaking. And what do we kind of know about them so far, especially since those first wave of reports came out? Volt Typhoon is a relatively new group. Uh, first active in 2021, they're espionage focused, uh, but they have been assessed to develop capabilities that could disrupt critical communications, which is scary considering they're targeting the U.S. defense industrial base and areas of strategic importance to China, such as Guam. They're very interested in telecoms, which is concerning for all the reasons we touched on earlier. They're a very capable and evasive group. They rely on low bins. They have this big network of compromised Soho network devices that they employ as an anonymized intermediate infrastructure that they can launch attacks from. Uh, so certainly, as as you mentioned, lying in wait, being patient, these are all traits that we now observe with, with capable China-affiliated APTs. And uh, the, the last specific topic I wanted to cover is these groups shift to using ransomware increasingly more often, as we point out. These Chinese state-sponsored actors have long been known for just kind of wanting to spy on networks, essentially, maybe even steal sensitive information or like IP theft is specifically something that Nick Bincini and I have talked about before on the show. So what do we believe is kind of the shift here of them increasingly using ransomware and maybe even data theft extortion, which is another topic we'll be covering next week? Yeah, so I've definitely been alarmed by these disruptive attacks that we've observed in strategically important places like Guam or industries like semiconductors with ransomware actors jumping in after a long-term espionage operation in quick succession in, in such a way that we assess there's some kind of link between the actors. And this fits right in with you know what we've been talking about with the targeting of telcos in a place like Guam, as well as some network device targeting we've seen where actions after compromise can include malware that could disable a network device in terms of just a greater willingness to display some of disruptive capabilities. The reasoning for this could be something like a means of signaling or even more worrisome as geopolitical tensions heat up. They could indicate that they are developing access and capabilities for uh, the lead up to a conflict or for actual use in a conflict. But Either way, it's very clearly linked to the Communist Party of China's geopolitical ambitions and fears. So looking into 2024 now, what's kind of top of mind for you on this topic? You know, are there anything specifically that you'll be looking out for in the new year? Any specific actors or TTPs that are top of mind for you? So TTP wise, we'll definitely be looking to see if China is continuing to target or Chinese APTs are continuing to target network devices and edge devices, as well as telecoms, which they've been huge into this year. And we'll be, again, looking to see if there are more indications of shifts to more potential disruptive or destructive activity, which we've already begun to see a little bit this year. Mostly, I'll be keeping an eye on the larger geopolitical situation. How are China's relations improving or deteriorating with the West and with neighbors like the Philippines? How does this match up to threat activity in 2024? All right. Awesome. Well, thanks as always for your time, Dave. I appreciate it. And obviously, thank you and your team for your hard work on this report. Uh, I'm really excited to get it out there now and have people be able to look at it. I know you guys poured like tons and tons of hours into it. It was definitely a big effort, but very happy to share with everybody. And uh, thanks for having me on. 